So on the note of giving, um, this is a season of giving. This is a season of giving. Um, put up that first scripture, JT. So we're out of Second Corinthians here, and it says, Every man according as he purposeth. It's been a while since I read KJV. Purposeth in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Now, after what I just told you, why am I preaching to Evangel about giving? Um, well, it's not necessarily about like money or the prayers that we know you're giving, um, but just a couple of resources that are free to you to give that I think we need to remember and to start giving during this giving season while we're giving presents to everyone um, and other things that we would remember that there are other things that we can give that are not necessarily something we have to buy in a store or wrap, but that are a free of our own will to give to other people. And so the first one that I want to talk about, uh, first gift, is probably your most abundant resource that you have available to you, and that is your thoughts. So the first one is give thought. Colossians 3, 1 through 2 says, If you then were Christ were raised with Christ, desire those things which are above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. And affection being your thoughts, things you think about. Things you think about on a daily basis. Give thought. Give thought to your walk. Give thought to your prayer life. You know, we're in such a generation where outside of our pastor, if somebody tells us to think about something, somebody says something and somebody says, think about it. We're so informed that we think we already know there, everything there is about the statement that was just said. We don't think about it any further. And especially when someone tells us to think about it, we're definitely not because we're a rebellious generation. We're not going to even entertain that anymore. But when someone tells you to think about something, they mean just ponder it. Just think about it for a little bit. And what I want us to do and us to remember is just think about your walk. You know, if the only thought you have regarding your walk is what you're going to wear on Sunday morning, you need to start over. That, that there's, there's something that needs to happen where we're only thinking about carnal things. We need to transform our mind and start thinking about the things of the Lord and thinking about our walk. And another thing is thinking about how our actions affect others. You know, who we invite to things, who we don't invite to things, what we put out on social media. Social media... I have a love-hate relationship with social media because we're missionaries. We've got to put out a lot of stuff out there, but at the same time, it's just a lot of work. Anyways, so what we put on social media, what we say to others, what we do to others, we have to give thought to how we treat others and how things, certain things we do are going to make other people feel. In this season of giving, we need to give thought to others. And that is a really valuable resource that you have. And I said it's your most abundant resource because it's unlimited. I unfortunately had my first energy drink in about four months yesterday, and I was up till three last night. <laughs> so I had an abundance of thoughts, <laughs> none of which I can seem to get together right now, but I had an abundance of thoughts that just never seemed to end. So we have an abundant resource in our minds that we can give to others, and it will translate into actions. Give thought. Give thought to how others feel. Give thought to your walk in Christ. Give thought to discipleship. I mentioned the Sassers. The 13-year-old is named Jay. He loves Alabama football, Marvel movies, and those guys on YouTube that do all the trick stunts. 
Dude, perfect. He loves him. Oh, and the comedian, the Christian comedian, the other one, Tim Hawkins. Loves Tim Hawkins. The kid can sing. We've done worship with him. Um, and every time I talk to him, he wants to learn guitar, but he doesn't want to learn worship songs. He wants to learn Tim Hawkins spoofs <laughs> to sing them at the talent shows that they put on. But I have to give thought to this kid and how I'm going to interact with him. Because if I don't, I'll just talk to his dad and I'll ignore him. And it's just going to be a whole other thing. I have to give thought to how I'm going to disciple him because his parents have raised him well, but there's nothing like somebody that he looks up to giving thought to him and entertaining him and understanding that he's, he's, he already feels like he's called to be a children's pastor. And he's already saying he's a missionary, even though his parents you know, brought him out there. Um, He's a missionary. He's called to be a, a children's pastor, he says. So now I feel the responsibility. And it, like I said, he makes it easy. I don't have to consciously do this all the time. But to give thought to how I can nurture that and bring that out of him. And so I'll have a lifelong friend forever, I'm sure. Um, but that's what I'm talking about is that you can't just pass somebody that you interact with on a regular basis and not give thought to how they're doing and what you can do to help them. Number two is, all right, so your most abundant resource and now your most valuable resource, time. Give time. Colossians 4, 2 through 5 says, Continue in prayer and be watchful with thanksgiving while praying also for us that God would open to us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ. Amen. Pray for me to learn Spanish. Um, for which I am also in chains, that I may reveal it clearly as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, wisely using the opportunity. Or another translation would say, wisely using the time. Yeah. Give thought to your walk. Give thought to discipleship. But give time in both. We're in such a generation that, you know, I don't have time for anything. Really all you mean by that is you don't want to do anything but sit on the couch and watch TV. Because um, you really are tired. We work jobs. You know, you're working eight, ten-hour shifts a day. And all you want to do is come home and unwind. But as a Christian, you have other things to do. You have better things to do with your time. Your time is your most valuable resource. And we appreciate your money and your prayers. And you give time to make those things happen. You give time at work. You give time in prayer to us. And we appreciate all those things. In the context of your walk, in the context of other people, we need to give time. After we've thought about how we're going to do it, we need to actually do it. You know, I preached a sermon not too long ago about casting down imaginations and how God showed me a different way to think about that scripture and that you can just think about doing ministry so much that you never actually do it. <laughs> and we, need, we don't need to do that. You need to give thought to it, but actually, you know, go through with the plan of attack as far as getting people to the Lord, giving people into, into discipleship. And you know, we've been gone for a while, but it kind of looks the same in here. You know, it's, it's kind of the same amount of people. Uh, some have gone, some have, some have come back. It's time as a church that you start giving thought and time into discipling people. Not so you can have a full church but this, so that you can use your resources and your abilities to do what God has called us to do. Yes. 
You know, some people don't even give any thought to what they're supposed to do with their life. They wake up, they go to work, they come home, they watch the game, they go to bed. And that, like, what kind of life is that? I can tell you personally, we sold everything we had and moved to a foreign country, and it's the best thing I've ever done. Ever. I mean, we knew we were called to do it. Don't just do it. <laughs> Preface that. Don't just sell everything you have and move to Costa Rica. Unless God calls you to do so, don't do it. Nevertheless, you can give everything you have here. You can give that thought and give that time here. And the best thing we've ever done, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, the best thing we've ever done is given everything to this call. Given every, I can just stress we used to have, fights we used to have, everything. I mean, it's still hard. Don't get me wrong. You're in a foreign country and you can't understand the McDonald's menu. I mean, I can't understand the McDonald's menu. Anyways. The point, the point is, there's more to your life. And I can, I'll say it as long as I'm given this pulpit. There's more to your life than the couch. There's more to your life than, than movies and TV shows and video games. There's, that's, all that's fake. It's not even real. We call it a living room and we like, do everything but live in it. You know, That's not living. It's like the most oxymoron name ever for an area to... Do nothing. Call it a living room. But anyways, um, that's the point. So the next one, I've already kind of given it away. Your most uh, abundant resource, your thoughts, your most valuable resource, your time. And finally, the one that kind of encompasses it all is give everything. Give everything. Luke 18, 18 through 22 says, A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said unto him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. He said, All of these I have kept since my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, Yet you like one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. Think about it. Because a lot of times we don't. This is in the Bible. He's asking, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And he's like, I've kept, I haven't sinned, basically is what he's saying. I've, been a, I've led a pure life, but you still lack that I don't have everything. You can still have material things and give God everything. We have a nice apartment in Costa Rica. I mean, it's a fantastic view. Um, I'm not going to sit up in front of our church and lie like it's a, a really hard thing to live there. It's, it's really awesome. <laughs> um, the views are great. The food is awesome. I mean, it's just a great place to live, and it's a great place to learn Spanish. But you can still have those things, and still God can have everything. He can have everything that you own, and you still own it. But the point is, you have to be willing to give it away. I miss my house. I miss driving my Camaro really fast. I miss full moon barbecue. Lord. I mean, they don't have nothing like that in Costa Rica. It ain't even close. They have other things. But I'm, I miss these things. I miss my nieces, my mom, my sister, my brother-in-law, my my wife's family. I miss all of these things. Our little puppy dog, even though she drove me nuts. I miss Murph. 
but I had to be willing to give all of that away. And we did, and man, God has blessed us so much. I mean, I can just sit on my couch and watch the sunrise in Costa Rica while practicing Spanish. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. The ministry's hard, but I would never, I would do it the same over and over again. All these material things that we have, and I forgot my guitar, my precious Les Paul is just sitting in the closet at my parents' house. You know, I kind of want to bring it still, but anyways. Um, Things that we miss, but we just have to be willing to give them up. And I'm talking to you about this right before Christmas. I understand, you know, it's getting to be about that time to go. Um, But like your pastor said, like our pastor said, think about it. Give thought to what you're supposed to do in this life. Because I hate to tell you, you know what it would cost me if we actually, if you actually listen to this statement, like, your nine to five in your living room are, is not a life, and it's not what you're called to do. So if you actually did what you were called to do, that might mean a lot of support for me is not there anymore. And fully understanding that, I'm still going to tell you that we, start need, we need to give thought to what we're supposed to do with our lives. We need to give thought to where we're supposed to do that thing that we're supposed to do. Where and what, Lord. Give thought and time and prayer to where and what. A lot of you, it's going to be here. But it's going to be other things other than sitting on a pew. So we need to give everything. So now for the fluffy part. What do you get in return for giving these things? Uh, Luke six thirty-eight. Did I give that one to you? Yeah. Give and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will men give unto you. For with the measure you use, it will be measured unto you. What do you get for giving thought to the walk? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, or the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. The Lord is thinking about you. These are things that are already in place. When you give thought, he's already been thinking about you and the plans that he has for you. So you already get that in return. It is a reciprocity that is already there. The reciprocal for you giving thought is already there and that the Lord has thought about the plans that he has for you. Psalms 139, 17 through 18 says, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am with you still. (laughs) All you can think about, I mean, we can cover a wide range in here. Um, If all you can think about is whatever bowl Auburn's in, and Saturday, you know, the 29th, with the playoff, if that's all you can think about, I mean, yeah, we've talked about addictions a thousand times up here, but nevertheless, when you give thought to your walk, when you give thought to discipleship, God has already replaced, already given to you a thousandfold, even the number of the sands of the sea, thoughts towards you and the plans that he has for you. Time. What do you get for giving time? Hebrews 13.5 says, Let your lives be without love of money and be content with the things you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
So in giving time to the gospel and giving time to those that we know need it and giving time to things that are godly and God-related, we've already been given Jesus. We've already been given the Holy Spirit. And it will never, he will never leave you. He is always with you. And that's for as long as we live. And then when we make it to heaven, we'll also be with them for eternity. So your most valuable resource given here on earth has already been given to you in his presence for eternity. It's already a gift that's been given. And I think we are to give it back and give everything. Barry, if you want to go ahead and come up. Give everything. What has been given to us that would amount to everything? Isaiah 9, and this is a really popular scripture for this time of year, but man, what do you get for giving everything? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of the hosts will perform this. You have been given everything. It costs a lot. We've given everything. It, it costs a lot. I see pictures of my nieces and I, I love it, but I don't like it at all because I'm not there. And I hate it sometimes, actually. But one day, I'll be with the Savior that I gave everything for and my nieces forever. It is all worth it. So in this giving season, I want to encourage you to give thought to your walk, to give time and discipleship, and to, covers it all, give everything. Because he's given everything to you and his only son.